You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins, powered by BetUS, 879-BETUS or BetUS.com. Week one is in the books. We thought it was going to be a win. It was not a win. We'll get to that in a second, but I want to remind all of you, thanks to BetUS, thanks to Legends for sponsoring the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles. We love those guys. Legend gear is awesome. BetUS, I'm sure many of you hit the lines this weekend and we'll do so again this week. Greg, your overall thoughts on what we saw on Sunday? I didn't think it was a um I didn't think it was a good loss, Nick. I thought it was a, a game that the Patriots uh should have won. Uh I think that um you know, I think especially considering how well Mac Jones played in his opener. I mean, was it perfect? No. After that first drop back, it was almost perfect. It was it was pretty damn good. He was great in the game. And for them to come away with a loss at home against the Dolphins, you know, I, I don't I don't even care if it was week one. I'm sorry. It just it shouldn't have happened. The Patriots should have won that game. You don't do all that they did in the offseason, change the quarterbacks, spend $175 million in guaranteed contracts, draft well, or so we thought. And come out there and basically play the same as the 2020 Patriots. And in fact, the 2020 Patriots opened up the season a hell of a lot better than the Dolphins uh, last year when they kicked the crap out of them at home. Now, look, that was a different Dolphins team. I understand that. You can't really compare the two. But Nick, in my opinion, this was a game that it looked like they were outcoached. It looked like they were outprepared. It looked like they were out-executed in terms of penalties, turnovers, all that stuff, all the things that you normally think a Patriots team will take care of. I just didn't think it was good enough. This They, they should not have lost this game. And uh, I'm not normally a big week one or week four or what have you uh, type of guy. But this team, this Dolphins team is going to stick around. And now, now you, all of a sudden you lost the game to them. I think they play the season finale against them. Now, all of a sudden, that game's going to mean something. Now, that some way, they're they're going to be close, in the, at least in the wild card standings. So, just all around, I didn't think it was good. Yeah, I, I see, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I, I'm not saying that you're saying it's a big deal, but I look at Sunday and I say to myself, what are the chances that all of those things that we saw happen again in the game? Now, if that becomes the trend, then holy crap, this season is not going to be close to what we expected. Mm-hmm. But Jacoby Myers dropping the football on a big third down, I don't think that's going to happen very often, 
Ramondre Stevenson fumble, which I know Matt Chatham, you know, put on Twitter that it wasn't a fumble. He had video. He broke it down. Oh, and I'm it, shocked. I'm shocked it, by that. Well, he, he broke it down. <laughs> He's got the video, though. And, I mean, it, it's pretty close, and it looks like Stevenson actually did hit the ground before the fumble. But it's, you know, it's bang, bang, whatever. And then, of course, the Damian Harris fumble, which was a killer. I just – I don't see those things happening, especially – all of them combined. What I think we saw on Sunday was a perfect storm of things that kind of the Patriots w- won't do regularly as the season moves forward. I do think they will get better. You know, the penalties, I, I have trust in Belichick. They'll clean that up. The offense, to me, the only question going in was Mac Jones. And Mac Jones was the highlight of the game, I think, for everybody, which is a good sign. Miami, I'm not huge on Miami. I mean, Tua, after his first read, was terrible. So how does that offense look by the middle of the season? I don't know. That offensive line I don't think is very good. The defense that everybody was talking about, they gave up how many yards against the Patriots offense in, in week one, trying to put all these pieces together. So I'm not too bullish on Miami. I think New England will be able to go back and take a look at some of these things and say, are right, we just got to, we got to execute better. I don't know. If yeah. I, I think, I, I think that's fair, Nick, but I think you also have to look at, well, why did they have to happen? Why were they not prepared for this? Were they not? I mean, I I don't think they were just accidents. Like, I mean, they could be. See, but, but the uh, chances of all of those happening at one time, I just think that, like, you know, maybe they weren't coached hard enough coming in. Um, or yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jacoby Myers was good for pretty much most of the game. He's been one steady. He drops a football. I don't say that's on coaching. Ramondre Stevenson. Now, you could argue if you gave the football more to Stevenson. Maybe he doesn't fumble, but I mean, it's the first game as a rookie, he fumbled. You know, that crap kind of happens across the league. That's not Patriots centric. That's pretty much across the league. When you give the football to a guy who's in his first NFL game, he might choke it up. That's kind of, you know, how it happens when you're in your first game. And Damian Harris was tremendous until the fumble inside the 10. So like, I just have a hard time looking at those mistakes. But also the defense. I mean, look, the defense they had months to prepare for the Dolphins. Yeah. And what, what did the Dolphins do? They went right down the field on the opening uh, yeah. kickoff or after they got the ball. Right. Went right through them. Same thing at the beginning of the first half. And then and then it comes time to, all right, it's less. All right, so they fumbled. All right, get the ball back. Get them good field position. I agree. Then I they agree. get the gift of the holding penalty. <clears throat> and first and 14 and – they have they have uh, Jalen Mills out there instead of Jonathan Jones, which uh, you know we can get to when we get to the defense. But and then so all right, so they pick up some yardage. They pay Dolphins pick up a first down. Then it gets shoved out of the way three times. I mean, yeah. it was just all of it combined. I mean, you could take. I think if you take out certain circumstances, like and you could say, all right, sort of happy accidents. I get it, and I'm not overly alarmed because I don't think they're going to happen. But still. All of that being said, all of the bad stuff, the Patriots still shouldn't have lost this game. They just, they shouldn't have. I would say the one thing that you hit on to me that would be, if you're going to take a concern out of the game on Sunday, it is that final defensive stance, quote unquote, that fell apart. That's like, to me, okay, two drives, right? I mean, Tua is a top five pick. It's not like Miami has zero offensive talent. So you got your scripted plays, you come out, it's the first drive. Okay, you know, Patriot trying to get settled. All right, beginning of the second half, a little bit more troubling because now your feet should be underneath you. You should be making adjustments. But if we're going to sit there and say that, you know, teams aren't going to be able to have a couple of drives in a game, 
I, I, I don't think this defense is flawless. I think it's going to be, you know, very good. I could, you know, I could almost live with those two drives, even though I don't want to see them. The one that bugs me the most is that final drive that you mentioned. That That is a big issue. When you have a chance, again, your football team has a chance to win this game at home, division rival. Yeah, your offense drove. Mac did what he had to do. Your guy fumbles. You got to lift him up. And we saw Mac on the sidelines talking to the defense like, all right, guys, let's get this football back. And the fact that they couldn't, you know, I was talking about Washington on my show yesterday. You can't talk about a defense being a very good defense, a top five defense, if they give it up in big moments. The Patriots' inability to come up with a stop there and get the football back to Mac with a one-point game at home, chance to win with a field goal, that part bugs me the most out of everything. It, it's similar to watching Washington against the Chargers on Sunday. You know, in that fourth quarter, they had a, a shot to stop them, and they gave up like a third and 13, a third and seven, a third and three on, on that drive by the Chargers at the end of the game, and that was it. So if we want to take one thing out, I'm not worried about Harris's fumble. Not worried about Stevenson's fumble. I'm not worried about Myers' drop because, again, to me, those things are not the norms. That drive at the end of the game, that does bother me the most out of everything. All right. Well, the only thing I'll add to that, I mean, we'll just agree to disagree on that. But, you know, because I think, you know, yes, you could take them separate. But, I, like, just the big picture, though, if you step back and you said, all right, well, which team was better coached? To me, it was clearly the Dolphins. The Dolphins were clearly the better coach team more disciplined team on Sunday and to me there's really no excuse for that all right let's jump to the offense obviously we've talked about Mac here for a couple of minutes already I thought he was tremendous your thoughts Greg yeah I thought I thought Mac was great I mean you know he had the opening play which really it wasn't look that opening drop back what people have to understand is like those those first few plays or dozen plays they, they've repped those they should have if they're a well-coached team they should have repped those those plays over and over again and for Johnny Smith to take a bad angle and miss that block I mean Mac they probably repped that that play 15 times and the, it, Mac Jones has never seen that outcome in practice and he wasn't prepared for it and that was on Johnny Smith it wasn't on Mac Jones did he lose his mind a little bit yeah he probably <laughs> lost where he was because I mean that's the danger of you know, asking a young quarterback on his first drop back to turn his back to the defense because right. stuff like that can happen. You don't normally do that. That's why they must have had a lot of confidence in that play, but John, who just messed it up. Other than that, you know, I thought he was good in the first half. I thought he was outstanding in the second half. I just kept having, you know, in the first half, I just had regular like throws for pressure and stuff like plus throws. In the second half, I got circles all over the place because they were just like, you know, there were great throws. I mean, even the, the incompletion that J Jason McCourty knocked away, that's a perfect pass, just a better defensive play. Uh, you have, you know, that probably the third, the third down throw, or excuse me, the second and 15 throw to Nelson Aguilar to the left sideline. Yeah. When Mac Jones was, he, he threw it with a lot of heat and he was getting slammed at the same time. That's just a ridiculous throw. I mean, it just is. It's a 10 year vet throw uh he, he had a really good throw under pressure to hunter henry the third down throw to james white oh, uh he had the, the the play the, there were back-to-back -back plays uh one was to i think that the, the Aguilar play and then a couple plays later there was the holding call on justin Huron, and 
to where he went to Kendrick Bourne. And I was in, when I was in the stadium in the press box, I was like, when he, when he eluded the rush and then threw on the run, I was like, I said in the press, I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was, there were a couple in the second half, I must've said, holy shit, like three times on Mac Jones throws. And so I just thought he was outstanding. I thought, I thought, like you said, I thought, um, I thought Damian was outstanding until the, the, the fumble. There were a couple little things, the offensive line was a little bit shaky. I thought Aguilar was really good. Other yeah. than that, I thought the offense as a whole, David Andrews was outstanding. Other than that, I thought it was mediocre uh, overall. We talked about the uh, cloak of in, uh, invisibility for uh, Aguilar in the preseason. We didn't know what to make of it. Well, he took the cloak off, and there he was, game yep. one, making plays. I thought it was a very good start for him. When you look at the rookie quarterbacks around the league, it's not even close. Mac by far, Absolutely. was the best quarterback. And I, I think – some of that should be expected because the team he's with, how they're set up, he does have the best setup out of these rookie quarterbacks. Lawrence is dealing with Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. Zach Wilson, that offensive line for the Jets doesn't look good at all. And Al Mackay Becton went down. So that's going to be an issue. Uh, you know, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, whatever the hell the coaching staffs are doing respectively for those two guys, we'll see what happens as they develop or don't develop. But Mac was, I thought he was really good. I agree with you. I thought he was good in the first half. I thought he was unfreaking believable in the second half. And that mm -hmm. goes in, and, and you know, that really goes in line with what we've seen from him. We we've talked about it, Greg. When, you know, he starts off slow or he makes a mistake, he learns from it. And he seemingly progresses and gets better. Whether that's yep. practice to practice, preseason game to preseason game. And we saw it in game one. From first half to second half, he got better, making checks at the lines, knowing what guys are doing understanding where blitzes are coming from. We talked about it before the Miami game that Flores was going to throw the kitchen sink at him. He had a lot of stuff to deal with. He had two outstanding corners on the outside with Howard and Jones. I mean, I don't know what more you could have asked of Mac Jones for his first NFL start against that defense. I just thought he was really good. And if you, you take one thing away from that game, I think it is Mac and it's, it's the optimism surrounding him and his ability. Uh, the offensive line, Trent Brown, when he went down, it got a little bit shaky, uh, especially running to that side. Uh, I thought the new guys, you know, John, who was okay, missed, missed blocks, as you mentioned. Hunter Henry actually showed up more than I expected him to. Uh, Aguilar, uh, I thought was, you know, he was good, as we said. And we'll just see. It, it's a lot of things to clean up. I feel like if they clean up some things, this offense will be as good as we thought it was going to be, which I, I think is, you know, top I don't know, what, 10 to 12 in the league, maybe with a chance to go top 10. I think they can get there, but they've got to they've got to button up on the execution. They've got to be a little bit better up front because we expect them to be a top 3-0 line. And overall, I was okay with the offense. Before we get to the uh, defensive side of the football, let's talk about BetUS. Our friends at BetUS, of course, everybody was running around over the weekend. I know I was placing bets. You know, the Pittsburgh line with Buffalo was fantastic. I took that. I it worked out for me. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes rushing yards. If if anybody is listening, just keep a close eye on the Mahomes rushing yards. For some reason, a lot of these places and in, in Bet US is included here. The rushing yards for Mahomes is is usually pretty low for some unknown reason. And at the beginning of the year, he usually runs a little bit more. I'll give you an example. It was anywhere from like twelve and a half to fourteen and a half on Sunday. I I hammered the over, and I think he had twenty yards, just over twenty yards. So. 
pay close attention to Mahomes' rushing yards. It, it might be an opportunity for you to make some money week after week after week. Yeah, listen up, sports bettors. This is Greg Bedard here to tell you about my favorite sports book, and that's BetUS. Football is back, and it's time to get in on the action. I only endorse one sports book, and that's BetUS.com. Why, you ask? Because BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything from live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, and all kinds of crazy bets, and they will walk you through setting up an account. I did it. It was no problem. I was betting in about two minutes. Nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BetUS. Join now. Check out the offers, and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. I bet I bet at BetUS, and so should you. That's BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book. And make sure you enter BSJ when you sign up at BetUS.com for a special bonus. BetUS, where the game begins. You can receive up to 200-plus in bonuses. I mean, 200% in bonuses. BSJ is the code. Don't forget it. Live by it. Defensively, Greg, your thoughts? Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was good overall. I mean, the, the, the stats will look good. Um, and, you know, with the 17 points and, uh, you know, the third downs and things like that. But I just didn't – they didn't look settled at all. They didn't look prepared. They didn't look like they had an answer. I mean, the Dolphins seemed to run a read option slant like every drive, and the, and the Patriots had no answer for it. They kept yeah. – you know, Tua just kept reading the safety, like, are you going to bite or, you know, reading the cornerback? And – it was like the Patriots hadn't seen it before. Like they weren't prepared for it. I just, I didn't like any of it. I, I especially did not like the run defense up the middle. Nick, you and I had talked about in the preseason. I was hoping it was just going to be a, you know, preseason sort of thing where they're just, maybe they're not into it and blah, blah, blah. And it would be, it would be, you know, everything would be right once the regular season got here. It was not, it was a continuation of the preseason from um, Devon Godchow, Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore when he got in there, Dietrich Wise, I don't know what the hell he's doing out there all the time, but he's always out there all the time instead of like Josh Uche or how about Henry Anderson? You know, an actual proven pro who can hold the run and rush the passer at the same time. Like it's just, it's a inside linebacker. They don't know who's doing what. Bentley's out there sometimes. Hightower's out there sometimes. Kyle Van Noy, all of a sudden, with the game on the line, is the middle linebacker where we haven't seen him. Mean, he's done it before, but we haven't seen him in forever there. Hightower's on the sideline. He might be dealing with an injury. God, I hope he is, considering how he looked in that game. Um, but I just – I overall, I didn't think it was good, and I thought you're exactly right. The end of the game was uh, was the biggest concern – Three and a half minutes left. The Dolphins give you five yards. It's first and 14. They give you a gift. And any other Patriots defense gets off the field there. And the Patriots throw for 13 yards uh, on Jalen Mills. I I don't understand, Nick, and somebody needs to explain this to me. So we understand there's no stuff on Gilmore. The, so you have J.C. Jackson, who is your number one by far. You have Jonathan Jones, who's one of the best slot cornerbacks in the league. When the Dolphins come out in one running back, two tight ends, and two wide receivers, why can't Jonathan Jones be on the field against Jalen Waddell and J.C. Jackson mac- matching up against Devontae Parker? Like, where what what happened to the Patriots mixing and matching 
uh, you know, personnel groupings. And and why isn't Jonathan Jones part of that? I don't understand why Jalen Mills has to be out there and Jonathan Jones is off the field considering you're paying uh, Jonathan Jones a lot of money. I just – a lot – the stats look nice. If you want to be – if people out there want to be Patriots homers and say, oh, 17 points and look at the stats, that's fine. But that's an offensively challenged team. It's not a good offensive line. Yes, two is good. They have a couple good wide receivers. Gusecki, they did a good, nice job against. But other than that, I just thought the Patriots were mediocre against uh, the the Dolphins all day long. So let me ask you this: instead of you know going back and forth on all the, I mean, I, I agree with what mostly you said there. Let me just ask you this overarching because I, I feel like this has been kind of tweeted out and talked about, and I know you wrote something about you know Belichick and and how much he's had his hand in things, and I know you wrote before the regular season kicked off, that this was, you know, kind of a different preseason and camp for Belichick. He wasn't as involved as he usually is. You mentioned mm-hmm. second joint practice uh, with the Giants as like the biggest indicator where he's, you know, he's hobnobbing with people and he's talking to Lombardi pretty much. Uh, the- yeah, that was Eagles. Yeah, second Eagles. Oh, practice. Was it the Eagles? All right, so the yeah. Eagles. And he's, you know, he's, he's talking to, you know, Lombardi the whole time. What do you think's going on? because people are looking at this team and they're saying, I know some of them, not all of them, but you are one of them saying this team is out coached. It looks like they're, they're kind of confused out there, not really sure what they want to do. They're not settled. So we watched Bill Belichick for 20 years. And the one thing we could always say was that his team, for the most part, 97% of the time was mm-hmm. prepared. was prepared. They had a plan. And they knew how to execute. They might not be the most talented team in the world, but they executed. So Hell yeah. in the big picture, like, what do you think is going on here? Is it Belichick, little Belichick and Mayo, you know, not really knowing what to do. Their ass is on fire week one with that defense calling plays in. Is it the newness of a lot of guys? Should we have expected some of this because of so much turnover? What's going on? I, I think I think it's a little bit of everything, Nick. I think absolutely this is, you know, people in in I think I wrote part of this off of the game, which was, um, you know, a lot of people were saying like, well, that was very unpatriot like. Yeah, well, that's what you get when you change over like half the roster in one year. These guys, uh, half these guys, don't know what it means to be a patriot. So you just expect them to what all of a sudden show up on opening day Sunday and they're going to be disciplined and they're going to take care of the ball and they're going to do this and that like this is what this this is why you know drafting developing keeping your own guys has always worked for this team more because you get the continuity you get the coaching you get the you know you build a program and all of a sudden in one year you bring in or bring back like 10 11 new starters this is part of what happens I do think that uh, there was a dullness to dullness in terms of not being sharp on the offensive side, on the defensive side. I mean, hell, even Jake Bailey, I think it was the was it the open was it was the opening drive might have been the opening drive. Yeah, it was a net punt of seventeen yards. Like in in the punt wasn't even close to the end line. I mean, it wasn't even. He was almost he was almost <laughs> at the back of the end zone. I mean, what the hell are we doing? Jake Bailey can't even make a good punt and pin the team back. Like, so, like, maybe it was just bad luck. But I do think, look, to me, it was clear the Dolphins were better prepared for this game. 
I mean, I'm not saying that like they, 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 like the Patriots are bad coaches all of a sudden, but it's just that was clear why that happened. I think it had to do with the newness of the players. I think it had to do with, I think Belichick has taken more of a hands off role this year. Um, there were, it was weird. There were a lot of conversations between John, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick on the sidelines without headsets on. I, I've never really seen that before. Um, I, I, it was probably had to do with, all right, how much are we going to let Mac do here? I understand that. Uh, but also, you know, defensively, I think he probably gave Steve Belichick and, and Gerard Mayo more to do and more input, and it didn't go well. I just think the whole operation, and it has to do with a whole lot of things. And look, I still think this is a really good team, and they're going to be a really good team. But this this was one that the Patriots just should have had. And I just think, I think at least Be- this will make Belichick. I mean, I like when this happens because it makes B- Bill Belichick recalibrate and get after people. And I expect them to be much better next week. But this shouldn't have happened. They they they, they should have been sharper um, from from the training camp and in this game. I guess you know just because it's week one. I have no idea, right? Like, again, if, if these things become trends, then I'm a little, uh, I'm concerned. But if it's what we might have witnessed on Sunday, and none of us know this, we'll know it in three weeks, a month, five weeks. It might have just been a bad day at the office, quote unquote, in the first week of the season. And because we're left with what we saw last season and how 2019 ended, it's like, oh my God, here we go again, right? Like, the, this team is not executing. It doesn't look like the typical Patriots team. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if this team continues what we've seen over the past year or so with some uncharacteristic mistakes and and being unprepared and all that stuff. We'll see if that changes. We'll see if they get better next week. We'll see if this was, oh, remember week one? Boy, that was a bleep show, but thankfully it was kind of just, it was what it was and they moved on. They, they burned, burned the film, so to speak. Or it's, well, week one was kind of the harbinger of things to come, and we should have seen this being what it was going to be back in week one when they just kept making mistakes. I've said this. I've got to try to trust Belichick because we call him the greatest coach of all time. I'm going to trust that he'll figure it out, and some of these things that should absolutely be fixed will be fixed and will be fixed by Sunday against the Jets. You know, if this continues, then – We've got a different team on our hands that we did not expect, but it's week one. We'll see if they can iron some of these things out. We'll see if they can all get on the same page. Lots of turnover. I thought that they handcuffed Mac a little bit, especially in that second half. I I thought they could have been a little bit more aggressive on some early down play calls. They kind of ran into this little bit of a, of a rabbit hole of running the football on second down, no matter what. I, I think, you know, if you, if you watch Mac in that second half, and this might take a little bit of time, but he seemingly can handle a lot. And so you might you might be able to be a bit more aggressive on some play calls that maybe looking back you say, well, you know, we didn't want to put too much on his plate. Maybe there isn't such a thing as too much on his plate. Maybe he can just handle an awful lot. Uh, before we get to three up, three down, maybe one guy the Patriots could have used is Willie McGinnis. And I know Hell Willie, yeah. he, is, uh, he is part owner of Legends. And this is... Premier athletic gear, top of the line stuff. Legends.com is where you want to go. If you use that uh, code that we give you, Pat's 20, you save 20% on your first order. And Greg, I mean, I I love this stuff. I know you've been impressed by it. Tell the people, I mean, just how great, how great Legends is. Oh, man, stuff is unbelievable. It looks great. 
Uh, it's really, it's really uh, modern. Even my kids like look at it. They're like, damn dad, that's, that's way too nice for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Willie McGinnis is one of several athletes on this brand. Uh, guys like Steve Natch, Baker Mayfield, Matt Barnes. These guys are owners. Marcus Morris, former Celtic. Uh, visit legends.com today to shop the latest trends in athletic apparel from shorts, tees, and hoodies, and more. Save 20%. We use our code PATS20. That's legends.com and promo code PATS20. Offer ends October 10th. So get in there and do it. This is premium athletic apparel. Built for the modern athlete. The hoodie is sweet. I like. I really liked the the t shirt. The shorts are pretty. I, I like how the shorts are very vented, Nick. I yeah. kind of need that. They're, yeah, I need the ventilation. And and they're really, <laughs> they're they're really, uh, really nice. Streetwear inspired for a style and comfort you'll want to wear every day. Featuring limited edition drops nearly every week to keep your look fresh. Based in Los Angeles, Willie McGinnis is involved. Go to legends.com. Use Pats 20 by October 10th. I mean, this stuff is awesome. Legends.com. And the code is uh, Pats 20 again, as as Greg said. All right, quickly, Greg, three up. Uh, I'm going, I'm going Mac Jones. I thought I thought he was outstanding in this game. And um, you know, it's a good defense. And uh and dealing with a bunch of weapons who haven't played a game yet for the Patriots, uh, I thought was even better. I just thought. He was outstanding, and uh, to me, he was the biggest takeaway from this game, no question. All right, number two on three up. Uh, I have Adrian Phillips. I thought uh, Phillips, especially in the second half, he was all over the place. He was making plays. He was in the backfield. Some big third down stops. Uh, I just thought Adrian Phillips was outstanding. And number three for me uh, was – David Andrews, the center. I had a clean sheet for him. I thought he was outstanding. There were a lot of other issues on the line, um, especially right tackle when Trent Brown went out. Justin Huron was terrible, got benched. Uh, you know, Shaq Mason had one of the worst games I've seen him play. I don't know if that had something to do with Huron being out there and the Dolphins really targeting them, but uh, I thought that David Andrews was outstanding. Yeah, the old line's got to be better. I mean, we expect a lot out of those guys. I know Brown went out, but th- they've got to be better. All right, let's jump to three down. Uh, Haran. I mean, oh. I just like I what look. I mean, he drafted. He had him out there. You know, he drafted him last year. He got a year of development to get stronger, and you know, he basically played right tackle all of training camp. Once in a while, you've seen him at. Um, left tackle, maybe guard once in a while, but mostly he was trained for this. This is the reason why he was trained and he was cross-trained. So, you know, say Isaiah Wynn gets knocked out, Trent Brown sh- shoots over to left tackle, then Justin Tron comes out. He was so bad on Sunday, Nick, that I would not be surprised if number one, Yassir Durant is out there starting on Sunday, but that Haran's inactive for Yadni Kajust. I think that's how bad Haran was on Sunday. Yeah, it's, I mean, he showed some flashes last year. You felt like, all right, maybe you got something there. But as far as I'm not writing him off completely again, it's week one, but it's, you know, it, it was not good enough, not even close for Haran on, on Sunday. Number two. Uh, number two was, um, I thought, I, I didn't think Lawrence Guy was good, my guy. And this is going off of, you know, I, I wasn't kind to him in the preseason. I was either. Say, he, was, he wasn't very good in, in the preseason during camp. I mean, it, I'm starting to get concerned that our guy kind of fell off a cliff here, Greg. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to get concerned, but you know he's my guy, and and I'm gonna have faith that this is just a slow start to everything, and he'll get going. But I'm puzzled by this because normally he's normally he's he's in, at least in the top five every game for me. Yeah, and, I mean he's been Mister Consistency for them. Mm-hmm. And and he just wasn't in this game. Last one on the down list. Uh. I'm going to go Ramondre Stevenson just because it, it just per snap. I mean, he had the fumble and yeah, he might've been down, but the, but, but, but the refs called it, called it a fumble and it was probably very hard for them to overturn. So I understand it yeah. either. If it went either way, I wouldn't have, it wasn't that big of a deal, but, and he also had, I think him and Jakob Johnson combined for that. They, they, it, it made it worse for Stevenson. He got blown up and I think it led to a snack of Mac Jones I do think that Jakob Johnson played a part in that, so I don't want to put it all on Stevenson, but just in terms of de- Patriots' debuts, yeah, that was a rough one. All right, last thing to do here uh, before we look forward later on in the week to the Jets, the member question of the day. That's right, bostonsportsjournal.com, member question of the day. Uh, check them out at BSJ, $39.99 on their annual plan. All the great coverage of all the local sports teams and, of course, Greg Bedard analysis, coaches film, really breaking things down. As we get started with this football season, Greg, what is the member question of the day? It's not really a question, but it but it stood out to me, and I don't know if I don't know if you um, post under the um, pseudonym um, PZOS at BSJ in the comment <laughs> section because he said that he did not agree with me saying that the that the Patriots defense didn't do his part. Uh, he said, you know, they, they they only allowed 17 points. I'm just gonna. You know, I'm just going to push back on that. Like, you know, I'm sorry, but the the Dolphins are basically like a – I would say the Dolphins are like a 17 to 20-point offense. Like, I don't think they're very dynamic. I don't think they're off, their offensive line is very good. I don't think two is all that good. Uh, he makes he makes winning plays. He's a good, solid player. I think they have some weapons. But, you know, uh, you know I'm sorry. Sometimes the defense has to – you can't just look at the stats or else like, what the hell are we doing? Why do you even bother watching the game? Let's just look at the box score after the game. I mean, we can, everybody can know who played well or not. I just didn't think that the, yeah, they gave up two drives, but they were legit drives and the Patriots did not look good on them. And a lot of times they didn't even get the third down, which is even worse. And then not holding at the end of the game. Like that's the, the, the offense had the ball for like, I don't know what, 13 more minutes. The defense should have been much fresher. They should have been primed to stop the Dolphins in that spot. And instead, when it counted, the opening drive of the game, opening drive of the second half. Mind you, the Dolphins went for 10 straight points there with the turnaround from the second end of the second half to the beginning of the or end of the first half, beginning of the second half. Uh, I just didn't think it was good enough. I think I, against a good defense or excuse, a good offense, if the Dolphins were good, you know, the Patriots probably would have given up 27 or 30. 17 is a lot. That's I don't think the Dolphins score all that well. And so I just did not think it was good by their defense. Yeah, first drive, less concerned. Again, scripted plays. It's what you've been working on for the last few weeks. Flores has obvious connections with this defense. So it, it didn't really surprise me that the first drive was good. Uh, the second half drive was a little bit more troublesome, but we'll go back to what we said earlier. I, I think that drive when the Patriots defense had a chance to stand up. I mean, you got three timeouts, you got plenty of time. If, if you, if you get a three and out there or even just give up one first down and then a stop, you give Mac Jones a chance. And if you're yep. going to be a really good defense, those are the defensive stands that you need to make. So hopefully, Absolutely. 
hopefully they'll clean it up. And, and you know, as I said a couple minutes ago, we'll see. I mean, we, first week is first week. We're all going to overreact. We're all going to, you know, yep. swing violently one way or the other. I'm trying to stay in the middle. I'm trying to say, you know, some of these things that happen on Sunday, I do not expect to keep happening this season. If they do, then it might turn into a dumpster fire if it's that bad, the execution. I think they will fix these things. I take away that Mac Jones is really freaking good. And I think the defense has enough talent. And I trust Belichick on that side of the football. So I still think we've got a good team. And I still think we'll be talking about this team as we get closer and closer to playoff time and all that stuff as being, you know, one of those one of those rosters that could possibly make some noise. But there's no doubt they've got to fix some stuff. Big picture, Mac was really good. And that should make people feel good. But other than that, yeah, some stuff to fix. He's Greg Bedard. I'm Nick Cattles. We'll be back in just a couple of days from now to preview another division rival, this time on Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. Rookie quarterbacks dueling against each other. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Jets, Patriots. We'll break it down coming up. Until then, it is the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by our friends at Legends and BetUS.